There he is. What's good, bro? Good afternoon. How are you? Good morning, West Coasters, but you're on the East Coast in Toronto. How are you? Yeah. How's it going? How's life? It's good, man. It's miracle season. Hey! <laughs> All day. Man, thank you for being on here, man. It's been a minute uh, since we last spoke. Yep. You know, last time I ran into you, you were at Soho House. Am I correct? Maybe. A lot's changed, man. I canceled yeah. my membership there. Yeah. Yeah. Do I they just... have one in uh, Canada? Is it a Soho House yeah. in Canada? Yeah, that's where I got my first one. So I got my membership in Toronto years ago. Got it. And I got the worldwide membership, which allowed me to go to the L.A. one because the L.A. Soho House is right. actually, there's like a multiple year waiting list. A lot of people don't uh, know that. Uh, yeah, because that's like, that one and the Miami one are like the big ones, right? Got it. And yeah. so yeah, that was really cool though to go there because I remember like one time I was having brunch and like Common sat down the table next to me. I'm like, yo, this is like, <laughs> that's, that's wild, you know? Yeah, everybody's in there. It's like every who's who in, of America and the world, celebrity, athlete, it's crazy. Um, yeah, man, well, look, we're here. We got a conversation I want to have with you. I just want to catch up. But to people who don't know who Matthew Santoro is, uh, this guy is a big, 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 big YouTube sensation and star. Um, he's been on YouTube for a long time before the new YouTubers. Uh, he's also, he has 6 million subscribers. Um, and I met him at an event. Uh, he did my podcast like three years ago. And then we just stayed in touch, man. Um, but let's just get right into it. I think my first question for you is 6 million subscribers. Like, what was your intentions to even get there? How did that start and when did it start? Um, well, I'll just be completely transparent with you. Ever since I was young, I wanted to be famous. Now, oh. that's not something that I care about now. Yeah. I'm saying back then, that was right. a huge goal of mine. And so when my career started taking off, I was like, oh, I'm finally getting everything that I ever wanted. I got the attention and then the money started coming and all that. Um, and so, and, but you know, as time went on, as we all know, these things are not what fulfills us, right? There's only one thing that can fulfill us and that's, that's connecting to our source energy. And so, <clears throat> you know, but at the time I wanted it. And so I just, I envisioned it, I envisioned it, I envisioned it. Ever since I was a little kid, I was always grateful because my mom always, you know, I had that support from, from the home base as well. My mom always told me since I was a little kid, I would do something great for the world one day. I would do something to help people one day. Um, and, you know, I'm not out here curing cancer or anything like that. <laughs> but, but, you know, like I put a smile on people's faces and, and, you know, even if I do a creepy video and I creep people out, I get DMs from people saying like, you know, uh, like, it, can I, can I say things like, I don't want, I don't know if we do trigger warnings or whatever on here, but like, I've had people say things like, uh, I was going to kill myself and, and, and I didn't because I stumbled upon your videos and for some reason it just gave me a reason to not do it. And that's, and that's when I realized like the things we do in life impact other people in ways that we may never know. And I'm sure there are other people that have never DM'd me that have been impacted by my videos and I'll never know that. And I've even had people that were deployed in like Afghanistan be like, dude, I am currently in Afghanistan and watching your vlogs, just the simple videos of me walking around showing home reminds them why they're doing what they're doing. And that right there is just that's what, like, that's a wild, yeah. I don't know if you've ever experienced that or not. But. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I always say you never know who's watching, no matter what you are, where you are, someone's watching you. And when I was 17, uh, I think my little brother at the time was probably six years old. Uh, I was going to a senior prom, but I had a picture of junior prom with me and my date. And, you know, and I was putting cologne on and like he came upstairs and like he had the little like keychain with the date on it and he started putting on cologne. And in my mind, I'm 17, I'm still a kid. You know, I'm thinking like, damn, this kid, it's my little brother, he's watching me. I'm inspiring him. So I just think it's, it's important to really be intentional about what we do, um, about what we put out. And I think you've been adding value to people 
for years. I mean, to get six million subscribers, I mean, come on now. You got YouTube awards. I think you did like the, uh, you do a lot of like facts, right? Top 10 facts, top 50 yep. facts. And um, I think you did one of books. I think the number one book uh, sold is like the Bible, right? Yeah, of all yeah. time. So, and you probably got over like 300 or maybe more videos, but I just think for you, how many? I've done almost a thousand videos. Wow. Yeah. Is can you speak on you know not only success but consistency? Like what keeps you consistent, and where do you get the momentum to keep going and to find information and insight to kind of build up, you, you know, your content for your followers and for your people on your platform? Because you've been doing it for how long? How many years? Just YouTube. Eleven years. Wow, you got a decade in. Get that man his props. Give him his flowers. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's it's That's been powerful. a long time. Um, so what was your question? Like, the what question keeps you going? Like, how, where did you get the momentum to be consistent, to have the information and insights, to know what to push out to your platform on YouTube? Like, where, where did all that come from? The content ideas. Well, yeah, that's changed over the years. Like, when I first started, um, I literally just started making videos because I wanted to make people laugh uh -huh. and just be goofy. And I was always the class clown. And... I always really enjoyed being silly and I would get in trouble for it in school and things like that. And I, I decided that, you know, when I, when I graduated university that I, I was still that guy and I, I no longer, like I wasn't a class clown in university, but I was in high school and, and lower. And so I figured I wanted to bring that part of my personality back. Um, and so I would just make goofy videos Yeah. and, but you know that that worked a bit i got a bit of success i think after four and a half years i got fifteen thousand subscribers so it took a long time to get that many but i started doing top tens because you know i was just experimenting with different things and that's when i discovered i'm i'm a good presenter okay. of information um you know i would never put myself on a level like a bill nye but he was always someone that inspired me in the way that he presented information because he met he made it interesting yeah. like he was the science teacher we wish we all had yeah and so i wanted to be that for people uh after a while i didn't think that of, of myself that way at first but it i sort of became that in a way for some people and so i embraced that and in one year i got you know three and a half million subscribers and that's that typical oh in one right? year yeah, that's wow. that. Well, that's the thing, right? It takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Right. right? So what was that video that kind of took off for you? What, what video was it? Do you remember? I get that question all the time. I never had one. It was just consistent. When it's your time, it's your time. I like that. When God has it lined up for you, there we it go. will happen in God's time. It's not going <laughs> to happen, in, not gonna happen in your time. God doesn't work on our schedule. Yeah. So, and you know this. And so... You know, I don't know if you've ever seen that meme online. I'm sure a lot of people have, but there's a guy above and a guy below, and they both both have pickaxes. You've probably yes. seen this. Yes, everybody's yes. seen this meme. And the top guy is picking, 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 and he quits. And you can see him walking away with his head down, with his axe over his shoulder. But he was this close to the diamonds. Yeah. But the guy below, he's got this much between him and the diamonds, but he's going at it. He's going at it. And that's the thing. It's like Malcolm Gladwell tipping point. There's Love a tipping. It. There's a tipping point that happens in life where it it's it's nothing, 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 and then boom, it all happens at yeah. once. It's like it's the opposite of the roller coaster. Instead of going this way, it goes up. Yeah. And 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 that's that's what I try to tell people. It's like don't give up and do what you want to do because when it's your time, it will happen for you, and it won't happen. It won't happen small. It's gonna happen big, and it's all gonna come at once. That's what people don't understand. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Can you, can you, hold on. Can you go back to that? Because not to cut you off, that's really big. I've never heard that in that way. It's not gonna happen small. It's gonna happen big. Yeah. Where did you get that perspective from? How did you even get to that thought to even say it like that? That's kind of deep and, and interesting personal experience and i've seen it over and over in a lot of different people like um <laughs> i want it this is a good segue to bitcoin i almost want to talk yeah about let's it. do it let's do it let's we go it's, it's organic whatever all right so 
so my career, I told you about the three and a half million in a year, but let's yeah. talk about Bitcoin because I want, this is something that, this is a perfect segue into that. So you know that you were on my podcast back in the day and yeah. we talked about Bitcoin. I talked about Bitcoin in the very first podcast. I've been a big proponent of it since 2017. I've been investing it for a long time. Yeah. And I want people to, people to pay special attention to what I'm about to say because I want you to learn from my mistake. I went all in on Bitcoin early. I, I had more money in Bitcoin than I did in my actual bank account. That's how much I believed in it. Right. I had that money locked up in Bitcoin for over three years. I rode all the ups and all the downs. There were some times in between where I made a little bit of money here and there, but for the most part, I rode it out because I got a voice in my head that said, yo, $10,000 a coin, that is a steal. That like the world is crazy right now for thinking that 10,000, like the fact that everyone isn't going all in at $10,000 a coin is bananas to me. And when it kept going down and down and then back up to 10,000 and then, you know, Black Thursday hit, which was a year from yesterday, which was when the pandemic was announced, it yeah. dropped to 3,000 a coin. And I'm like, yo, y'all are like, I'm on it. Like my, like I must live on another planet here because I'm seeing something that no, like other people aren't seeing. So I held it, held it, held it. Now here's where the story comes in that I want people to pay attention to. I always knew that Bitcoin was going to be where it's at now. I had a vision board. I don't have that vision board anymore, but if you look, I act, it's actually in the background of my old TikToks, like TikToks from a year ago. If you look at that, you'll see 20K a coin, $5 million. Those were two things that were on my vision board. In October of last year, I believe it was October, Bitcoin for the first time in years went up to $11,500, okay? After like a year of being in a slump, I made some money. I had a friend convince me, dude, it's just gonna happen again, sell all your Bitcoin, make that money, lock it in, and then when it drops again, buy it again. And I had that person who, by the way, is a good friend of mine, loves me, I know he wants the best for me. He convinced me to do that. Now look at where Bitcoin is. Bitcoin, w within a month. Sold all your Bitcoin? Sold all of it for 11500 And if I told, I'm not going to tell you how much I had, but if you knew how much Bitcoin I had, well, I'll tell you. I'll, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you how much I put in it, but I'll tell you how much I would have had. A month later, it hit $20,000. 30 days later i held bitcoin for three years i had a friend convince me because he was saying something to me that he thought was for my best interest and 30 days later it hit 20k that was on my vision board two months later it hit 60k do you know how much money i would have made if it if i sold at 60k $5 million. How much? $5 million. That was on my vision board. That didn't have my vision. It doesn't mean that he had bad intentions for me. I know he didn't. This guy's like my brother. But the point I'm trying to make here to people is sometimes the people in your life as well as especially people that aren't in your life, but especially the people that are your friends and family, sometimes they will say things to you that they think are in your best interest. You know, you've been trying stand-up comedy for years. Maybe you should try to get a real job. You know that sad look in their eyes? It's like, you're never going to make it because they want the best for you. Yeah. I allowed that. To, I allowed myself to betray my vision that I held for three years. Mm -hmm. And I lost out on exactly $5 million profit. That's how much I would have made profit. Now, the reason I tell people this is because when you have a vision, this is what I want people to pay attention to. When you have a vision, do not stray from that vision. There will be people in your life and people that aren't in your life on social media, this and that. Why are you posting that TikTok? You're not funny, you're not good enough, you're not tall enough, you're too bald, you're ugly, whatever people say to you, 
there are people that will try to tell you that you're just not going to do it. And that vision is crazy. I had a friend, I have a, a DM with my friend that I've been saying forever, Bitcoin will eventually hit $40,000 a coin. I have, I found that screenshot from a, a years ago when I said it to this guy who I'm no longer friends with, different person. But the point is, it's now 60K. Yes. And so it, that's an example. If, if I would have held on to that vision, that's what I mean by God makes everything happen all at once. Yeah. Three years holding in a span of a few months, I would have been a multimillionaire. Now, that took a few months to get over. I'm not gonna lie to you. It, it, it I yeah. had like, I had major, like anybody, you know, I had the winning lottery ticket, right? Yeah. And so that took some time to get over. I'm at peace with it now. Now I understand there's a reason God didn't want me to have that money for one reason or another. Right. God knew, God, I believe when things don't happen for us, God isn't, God isn't holding things back from us to hurt us. He's doing it to protect us. There's a reason that I wasn't supposed to have that. And, and so it's got wisdom. You just gave us wisdom. You just helped me because right. I wanted to tell people, I remember in 2019, you think you had, you had just moved into Palazzo by the Grove. You were telling me, look, my friend, Eric, listen to me, Eric, listen to me. I'm testing my man, get Bitcoin, get Bitcoin. You were like putting it in my head. And I was like, ah, you know, I mean, right. I just didn't know, you know, like get Bitcoin. You were the one I remember. I remember, the, I remember where you were, you were outside of your apartment going into the gate, brother, get Bitcoin. Yeah. And it just didn't make sense to me. And so right. for you to sell it, I was like, I'm thinking you would have been up like at least 300, 400,000 because I know you, you know how to play the game. And, but I was telling my Facebook group earlier that I don't care what no one around you think, your father, your mother, your friend, your spouse, you have to follow your heart. And your heart is your exactly. vision. Your vision is what you believe. Your vision is what you know. It's your certainty, it's your discernment, it's what you believe that will happen no matter what no one thinks. Mm -hmm. Because you didn't get 6 million followers, uh, subscribers because, oh yeah, I'm just this, you just knew that there was something about yourself that you wanted to do, you wanted to be famous, you got the fame, and now you're here. So you're a manifester. You know how to manifest your life. I do. And there's two things I learned from that. Number one, don't let anyone dissuade you from your vision. Yeah. And, and, and when people, like, I just want to say about that, letting people dissuade you from your vision. When people try to talk you out of your, your vision, some of them are trolls online, for example. But the real yeah. people that you really got to watch out for are the people that are closest to you. Yes. Because they don't mean harm. That's. That's what's so insidious. That's how that's how the devil works. Yeah. The devil works by putting like God puts a vision in your heart, yeah. and then the, the devil will make other people thinking that they're looking out for your best interests come to you and say, you know what, I don't really, I don't think that that's for you, man. Or you know what, you should sell your Bitcoin. And they don't mean harm. It's just that they don't have the vision that was put in your heart. Yeah. Other, don't expect other people to support yeah. you when you have a crazy vision right. because they don't, how can you expect them to? They're how not in your, I said that, the, the outsiders are not on your inside. They don't even know what you know, what you feel, what you've been through. I remember for years, Matt, years, you know, people would say, you need to go get a real job. You need to do this. I was doing Uber. I was working at the nightclub. I was selling water machine. I was being a fitness trainer. And to go back to what you said, you said, it's all going to happen big. And then my life changed like that and it all happened big in my whole it's life. Tipping point. It was crazy. Everyone, everyone should read Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. There's this theory that it all happens at once. Like he's got this story in the book about how uh, th there was there were these um, I can't remember. It's been a, a couple of years since I read it, but there were these types of shoes that were retro, and these people sold them at a shop, and they really loved them, but they just weren't selling. And then but they believed in that vision. And so they kept selling them, kept selling them. And they, they were like practically about to go under. And then some like famous person came in and bought a pair because they thought they were cute and were seen wearing them. And then they were the next big rage. And they were the first ones in line to sell them because nobody else had them. Mm. Now, immediately after that, everybody started selling them, but they profited from that because they didn't get dissuaded from their vision. They kept selling. You know, I guarantee you their mother, father, friends, whatever, like, you know, Lucy, why are you selling these shoes? Like, what are you doing? Like, nobody right. wants these crappy old shoes. Yeah. But 
next thing. You never know if a, if a vision is in your heart. I'm telling you guys, like I'm, I'm, I wish, I wish somebody else, if, if at least one person out there, hears what we're saying right now and sticks with your vision, then this whole broadcast has been worth it. Cause I'm telling you, yeah, you don't want the regret of knowing that you had it. Like that was the thing. And you just gave up on life because as Les Brown says, only you can give life to your visions. Only you can give life to those. And the worst thing that could happen is for you to die and for your dreams to surround your grave and die with you and Woo! stay to you. Only you could have given us life, but now we have to go to the grave with you. Wow. Yes, I remember that message. It's profound because at the end of the day, no one can be you more than you. No one can do you more than you. No one's thinking, looking, feeling, acting, being you. And so a lot of times we want to go and be something else that's not us. That's not even you. So stick with the vision. Stay within. Connect to right. that. And so, when I say vision, like, I want people to understand a vision isn't just like, uh, should I buy Bitcoin? No, no, that's not a vision. A vision, <laughs> a vision is a... Is a I honestly have come to believe that it's it's God speaking to you. I honestly believe I, like I believe that it's God putting something in your heart that says it's this unshakable feeling that yeah. you know you need to do something. We've all had that at least once in our life. That feeling like I can't explain it. It doesn't make logical sense in the norm. In the natural, it makes no sense. But I know that this thing that everybody's telling me is crazy and doesn't make any sense yeah that is unproven bitcoin i need to do it i just i i just know it it's like this like boom like rock in my heart that cannot be shaken and if you betray that you're gonna regret it later now for my in my scenario with the bitcoin thing that there's only two times in my life that i've had that voice talk to me one was to start creating youtube videos Look what happened there. I followed through with that. I'm still doing it 11 years later, making a comfortable living. The second was with Bitcoin. And that's what hurt because I actually had, I actually had to have a call with a pastor about this to know wow. how to deal with having betrayed my, the voice that was given to me. Yes. And, and what we came down to was that it just wasn't meant to happen. And it doesn't mean you betrayed God. It doesn't mean I betrayed myself. It means that it was guided by the hand of God for a reason and maybe you know maybe there's somebody in here right now that's going to create the next tesla that needed to hear this and was about to give up yeah and maybe that's how the web of god's mind works it, he works through people he uses people and to, to to inspire and and make others do what they were meant to do and i really really believe that and so you know, I'm at peace with it, and uh, but I'll tell you, it took months for me to get over that. Man. Of I'm, course, I'm, I'm telling you, bro. Like, it's not, it's not even that I had the winning lottery ticket. It's that I, I knew I had knew the winning it. lottery you ticket knew it. for years. I knew it, before, and then it happened. And then I've it been happened. There. I've been there on the TV show, and I'm trying to talk to a producer and tell him, like, listen, listen to me. And like, no, you're prejudging. And I'm like, I'm not prejudging. It's in my heart. And then a show comes out. And then they get the, the draw back, and I said, I was telling you. And I went against what I felt, and it, it shot myself in the foot. And, that's and the I call those things God thoughts, you know? Like it's, God, get, it's God thoughts. It's God you know, like, Look at Tesla. Look at Apple. Um, look, at, look, look at all these adventures. They, they believed in Walt Disney. These people believed that they could right. have this thing, but it came to them. It didn't just, like, um, like, like Tesla. Like you said, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs came to his team and said, I want you to make a phone and I want you, I want you to fit all of these things in this design. His design team came back after months and said, this cannot be done. You're at like, they didn't say you're out of your mind because he's the boss, but you knew they thought it. And they said to him, sir, this cannot be done. It is, it is like scientifically impossible to fit all of this in a phone. He said, got it, go back and do it. He didn't accept it. Go back and do it. Now, what if Steve listened to them? What if they, he let all of these professionals, all of these people that are scientific engineers that know better than him, they do, they know better than him. 
say to him no and he said ah you know what i think they're right i'm just not going to create the iphone where would we be today we right. wouldn't have any of this technology <laughs> but guess what happened they went back and they made it work yeah they made it work and steve jobs is known for being a dick yeah but he was a brilliant brilliant man and he changed he was, the world and he changed the world sometimes you can't change the world being the most positive nicest kindest person it just doesn't Sometimes that shit doesn't get things done. I'm sorry. No, I tried yeah. to play everyone for years, and people took my kindness for weakness. Being too cool for school doesn't get you anywhere. Being authentic, being vulnerable, speaking your truth, and letting people know about it in a dip diplomatic way if you can. But right. they gotta, you got to give it because if you hold on to it, you're going to what? Close up your throat shock. You got to speak your mm -hmm. truth. And that's out. how you manifest diseases. That's how you get yeah. colds in the throat. Like, that stuff is real, man. Like I, you know, I, I never used to be one to be like, you know, oh, chakras. Like some, I'm sure there's some people out there that don't believe that stuff, but I'm telling you, this stuff is real. Yeah. And if you start shutting down certain parts of the body and restricting that energy flow, if you don't speak your truth, if you don't speak, if you tell lies, if you uh, talk gossip and all of these things, you're blocking your sh throat chakra. And that's how you start getting like, cancers of the throat uh or even little things like like constantly you'll find that you'll start getting sick in the throat area a lot more you might lose your voice like these are real things yeah it's real it's, it's important um i know we didn't we didn't touch on it but you said you know when you were younger you wanted to be famous so when you got fame to where you are now how did you adjust what was that adjustment period like and how did it impact your life oh dude i it could it changed it in a trajectory that was never like could have never been seen on my end um it literally changed everything and for the worse and then the better so i believe that money was the answer i thought fame was the answer and i got those things and i can tell everyone right now and this might be hard for some of you to swallow because i know we're in an economic slump right now a lot of people don't have jobs but I still want you to hear what I'm saying. Back years ago, at my peak, when I was making the most amount of money, I was making six figures a month, US dollars, living in LA. And I was the most miserable mm. I had ever been in my life. Because here's the thing, when you first get it, it changes a lot and you get real excited and you're on a high. But here's the thing, human beings adapt. And that's what's allowed us to become the apex species because if things are really bad, we adapt and we move forward. If things are really good, we also adapt. And so you get used to that money and it, over time it just becomes numbers, digits in a bank account. Yeah. You know, you can't eat six roasts at one meal. You can't drive 10 cars at once. You can't live in four homes at once. And so material things over time just become material things and they just, become things that you collect yeah and so for me uh i tried all that i i remember one time i was so depressed just to alleviate the depression i replaced all of my apple stuff my home pod my six thousand dollar macbook my iphone everything from space gray to silver just wow. because i wanted all of my stuff silver wow and I spent like 11 grand on that. Wow. And I know that sounds insane, but I was insane. I was in an insane state. I was in a depressed state and I would get a high from buying things. And mm. that's so incredibly dangerous. Yes. And you know, that, that led me to such a low point that I decided I have to make a change. And so I started meditating. I became spiritual and I connected with my source energy. And what I found out, was I was completely disconnected from God. Yeah. I was completely disconnected from source energy, the universe, love, good vibes, whatever word works best for you, I was disconnected yeah. from it. And when I got reconnected to it, it showed me that I had a lot of growing to do. Yeah. And I, I, remember, I remember talking to you, man, we came out of church one day and I was starving going in. Do you remember this? I was so hungry going into it. You joined London and I going to uh, the El Rey Theater for Zoe Church. Oh yeah. And I was so hungry. It was like, I was intermittent fasting at the time. It was 1 p.m. 
And we walked in, I was like, yo, I am so hungry right now. Like I'm going crazy. At the end of that service, do you remember what I said? Because we all went out to Denny's right after. Ah, I, I said, I'm not even hungry anymore. And you said, because your spirit's been filled. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, I remember that. And I was like, holy crap, like, that's actually true. Like, I'm filled with, like, the presence of God. I'm not even hungry right now. Now, we still went to go eat, but yeah. I wasn't, I didn't I feel that. Yeah, I discovered probably, like, three years ago, I used to fast once a month for a whole day, no food, just water. And a friend had kind of brought to my attention. He said, you know, when you're, when you're eating, you're constantly eating food. You're actually putting, because food is energy, vibration. You're putting the food in you, and it's kind of clogging up your spirit. So you can't even get to your highest thoughts or your highest self. So I was saying, like, how does a person, like you said, don't go, doesn't eat at all, and then it's not hungry? because his spirit is filled. So fasting teaches you how to not want anything uh, energetically fulfilled from food, but more spiritually fulfilled from the intangible part of source, right? Yeah. And, you know, I've been in positions where I emotionally eat. Um, That's been uh, me for the last like three months and I'm just- Yeah, I would eat really fast. Yep. I, you know, there's a book called The Enzyme Factor. This guy created, I think, uh, Kolonofsky Scope, of, he's a Japanese guy, but anyway, he said most people gain weight because they do not chew their food. They swallow it, right? So then that food just stays in there, it's not digest. Um, people don't chop up their food when they eat it. And then he said food combining, right? You can have a healthy meal, you can have a good protein, you can have asparagus, you can have sweet potatoes, and you can have brown rice. He said, that's great, but all those foods combined together messes up the digestive tract because it's hard to break down. So I'm just saying like, so I got into mindful eating, taking my time, chewing my food, not being on my phone, and, and, and less is more. Mm -hmm. And so all these things that I discovered as we get right into like consciousness and meditation and prayer and intention setting is that everything we do when we take out time and we, in a meditative state is so much better when we're speaking, um, when we're working out, <laughs> right? Even when we're like intimate with a partner, um, uh, describing something, teaching something, we take our time, we get better results. It's like Michael Jordan was great because he played through the source. He literally played spiritual basketball. He wasn't rushing, he was poised, he had pace. It was right. effortless. He wasn't trying to, make the shot, he was the shot. Right. He was one with everything and that those things became him and it, be, it looked like, wow. So what people, what was your journey into consciousness and spiritual? I know you said, you know, you had being rich and making all that money, but what got you in it so far and so deep where you're like, a, like I feel like you're a beast right now. Like I remember at one point you was reading like two to three books or four books, like every two months or something like that. You were like, you're like on it. Maybe it was like three years ago, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so 2019, uh, 2019, I read 53 books. Yeah. 53 books last year. I read half that. And then this year I'm probably not even going to read like seven yeah. or maybe even five. And I'll tell you why, because it's taking me a long time to read one book because I'm spending all of my time in the creative creative zone. Yeah. The last two years were a way for me to recover and build my spiritual side and, and have um, like a like a foundation. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in a place where I'm happy creating again. But one thing going back to what you just said, you know, when pe I want people to understand when most people do things, they didn't do what you just said, which is the Michael Jordan thing is be the ball. That's why he was so good. He was in it. He was fully present. Most people don't do the things fully that they're doing. When people are eating, people aren't eating. They're thinking about a million other things. They're on their phone. They're watching TV. They're not eating. They think they're eating, but they're not eating. When people are walking down the street, they're not walking down the street. They're doing a million other things. They're thinking about things. They're what they're on their phone. They're thinking about ex-girlfriends or this person, that person. Just be in the moment, man. Like 
I know, I know it sounds like cliche because it's said so much now, but I'm telling you guys, um, I read some books by, oh my God, I think it was Osho. I, you, I'm sure you're familiar I with love Osho. Osho. Yes. yes yeah. Love. And there was a book I was reading by him. The best book by him, by the way, is Trust. If you guys get, get the book Trust by Osho, one of the best books you'll ever read in your life. But one of the things he says is when people are eating, they're not actually eating. They're, they're doing other things. And when you focus on one thing, it's so much better. When you yes. eat, like, let me, I want, I, I want to present a challenge to anyone in here right now. When you eat your next meal, don't do anything else except just look at the food, chew the food, taste the food, feel the sensation of it going over your tongue, all of it. Be 100% there. Watch how much better food tastes. I'm telling you, man, it was like I woke up after that book. I started eating food and mindfully eating. I was blown away by how good the same food I'd always been eating actually was yeah. because I wasn't allowing myself to notice all the, the sensations and the, the warmth of the cold of the food and the flavor of the food. It's all there. We just don't see it. We don't taste it. We don't feel it because we're not there. We're somewhere else. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you know, I'm just understanding what you are, what you eat means now. Like, literally, as you age, your body changes, your metabolism changes, uh, the world changes. And so I realize in America, we give out big portions of food. You go to Europe or somewhere else, it's not that big. It's not a, You know, you get a salad here, and it's like, it's huge, right? So... You know, mindful eating, uh, breathing, right? <sighs> Deep breaths, um, intention setting, because, you know, people have said, what are your goals? I was like, I don't really have goals, but I have intentions, right? And so those intentions, with an intention, the goals or the desires or wants fall right underneath that. Yeah. So it's a lot easier for me to get more instead of just saying, I have to get six million subscribers like you know what i want a million subscribers so maybe i'll get two mm -hmm. you know so everyone's different but those little things are called the intangible gifts of self helps you get the manifestation of the physical things you think you want and deserve and to go back to making money and having fame i tell people everything is not what it seems everything because it looks just because it's, it's shine and it's a diamond doesn't mean it's the finest just because it looks good doesn't mean it tastes good, <laughs> right? Exactly. Just because it sounds good doesn't mean, you know, it feels good. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, like you said, with eating, we have to experience the things we think we want instead of just saying, I want those things. I tell people, why do you want to be married if you've never been married? Right. Why are you in a relationship if you've never been in a relationship with yourself? And can I say one thing about the goal setting that you were just talking yeah. about? I think this bears being said. When you set a goal or believe for something to happen, Ask, ask as big as you can possibly imagine of God. Whatever yeah. it is, multiply it by 10 and ask God for that. And I'll tell <laughs> you why. Because the Bible says God wishes to give you the secret petitions of your heart. God wants to give you whatever you ask, ask and thou shall be given. This is what yeah. the Bible says. Whatever you ask God for, it will be given to you. So... You know, a lot of people, like for, I'll give you me as an example. I asked God for 20K of Bitcoin. It went to 60. Why didn't I ask for 100K of Bitcoin? You see what I'm saying? Like, and now I didn't get it, but that's not the point, right? Because I sold. But, you know, I think it was, um, I forget who it was, but I was watching a motivational video and somebody said something that was so profound. It might've been Joel Olstein, I'm not sure, but. Yeah, it's crazy. It was just on my spirit. I was just saying, Joel Olstein mm -hmm. just said, yeah, you gotta act big. Stop. That was part. That's where I got that from. Yeah, because I remember watching it. I know you. Yeah, about. and then I did my own research, and I was like, "Yo, this is all very true." Yeah. And one of the things he said was, I think it was him. Like no, it was mo most it, people. You said that he his name came exactly. Up. Most right. people like that have a nine to five, for example, right? Most people will say things like, uh, "I want to get, I want to get a raise," right? But what they should be asking for is, God, I want to own the company. Yes. Like, like that's, 
that's the thing. Like, I think Joel Olstein said, are you asking to be, because there was a Bible verse about like uh, a man was a slave or something and then he ended up owning the farm. I can't remember what it was, but are you asking to be a better slave or are you asking to be the master right, of, right. Of, of your destiny? Yeah. Right? Are you, are you a slave of the system? Are you asking to be a better slave of the system or are you asking to be a master of your destiny. And the yeah. problem is we ask too small of God. And so God gives it to us. Oh God, if I just had 20 bucks to pay my rent next month, like I just need 20 more dollars. No, no, no. Ask God for a million dollars. Right. Like Absolutely. take what you think and expand it to your wildest dreams because it can happen. And God wants to give you the secret petitions of your heart. And so if you don't ask, you will not get it. But if yeah. you ask, you will. But <laughs> It's not going to come in your time. It's going to come in God's time. So you got to be patient. Know right. that it is coming. You, yeah. It's not going to, don't thank God in advance for what has not been delivered yet because believe, yeah. continue to believe in your heart every day. God, thank you for that million dollars that's on the way. I know it's on the way. I know it's coming soon. And I want to thank you that it's already here, even though it's not here yet, but I know it's on its way. Don't at any point waver from that because as soon as you waver you're con you're severing your connection to your source energy and then it won't happen you go that's powerful there's there's another reverend his name is ike reverend ike he's back in the 70s and he said are you living by choice or are you living by chance mm. and are you on good terms with yourself mm. <laughs> like like a 16 minute clip but he like he's back in the 70s he's like we are we living by choice or chance and i always tell people i don't do things because i can i do things because i'm passionate and i'm inspired by it and i'm curious yeah. because anyone can say yeah let's just date or let's just hang out unless i don't want to do that i want to have a purpose what's my intention here what are we doing this for like i knew why i reached out to you i knew i was going to have this type of discussion i knew he was going to tap into something that we wouldn't even understand but we do understand because we're in it and yep. the proverbs all you're getting get understanding so a lot of us we get things but we don't understand the things we get or we believe in things we don't even understand right because it's so easy of course i want like i've learned like two years ago sneakers right nikes you i had uh some uh 270s pro reacts i don't know i did a 5k in them i went to the nike store he said no brother don't run in them i was like you're gonna get shin spots i was like yeah my shins were tearing me up because I was going off the look of my outfit that I was yep. running in, and my body was sore because I didn't have the proper shoes on. You right. know, I'm working out, then I go to the gym, I'm training in running shoes when I need training shoes. You know, and the right shoes support your posture, your joints, and everything about your whole body. So get understanding, people. Listen to Matt. He knows what he's talking about. He's successful. I got one more question. We got rapid fire and then we get out of here. Last question. What does success mean to you? And what is a miracle? I guess that's two questions to, from your perspective. Success, success and a miracle. Yeah. Uh, success and freedom sort of have similar definitions to me. Uh, to me, they're one and the same. Success is being free to do what you want to do and not having to set the alarm in the morning. I like that. That that's freedom and that's success to me. And I think they're one and the same. I think in order to be successful, you need freedom. And so I think success and freedom go one and the same because I don't believe that you can have success, but I don't consider it success unless it's your success. Like you can you can be successful at a job you hate, but that's not real success. That's mm -hmm. that's that's you just making more money. Great point. I like that. And a miracle, a miracle to me. I don't know if I've ever been asked that before. I think, give me a second to think about it. I think a miracle is when something that others have told you is impossible happens. Ooh, I like that. That's what I think a miracle is. Possible that it happens. Ooh, that's a miracle. Imagine when you, when you, when something that others have said this cannot happen, it's impossible. When it happens. I think that's a miracle. I love that. That was a great, that's a great explanation. All right. So last segment, rapid fire. I'm going to say two words. You give me whatever you got to pick one or two, neither one. There's not, there's no right or wrong. It's just whatever you think. <clears throat> you ready? Yep. 
Uh, L.A. summer or Toronto summer? Why you got to do me like that? <laughs> um, Toronto summer for sure. Got it. Vince Carter Raptors or Kawhi Leonard Raptors? <laughs> Yo, why, why are you doing this to me? It's like, uh, oh, baby. Uh, I got it. <sighs> Kawhi. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, OVO Fest or Trinidad Carnival? <laughs> I'm done with this. I'm done with this interview. I uh, gotta be Trinidad. Yeah. Um, Nikes or Yeezys? <sighs> Checks over stripes. That's what we like. Hey, I like the last. Yo, just uh, and on a, on that tip. Hold up. <laughs> Have you ever seen this? No, I haven't. I think I saw like parts of it. That's why I was like, when I was uh, trying to form these questions, like I don't know if he had Yeezys. I know he has Nikes. No, no, no. I literally. Literally, when he came out with checks over stripes, that's what we like. I got rid of all my Yeezys. That was it. Wow. But I, I don't think you've seen my Grails. I just got to show you this real quick because I got nowhere it's to eight? wear it. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. These, no, no, these are the college dropout baits. Wow. These are 2006. These are Kanye's first move into the sneaker game. These are very. Are you holding very... them or are you going to sell them? Was that? You holding them or are you going to sell them? Um, I actually wear these, believe it or not. Uh, really? I, I shouldn't, but I, I wear them from time to time. I got the Red Octobers. Yeah, I like those. These are, do you know the Shoe Surgeon? Yeah, I know the Shoe Surgeon, yeah. He made these for me. These are Freddy Krueger's. Damn. I feel like you can't even wear those shoes. They're so nice. Bruh, I, I'm ready to, though. Like, even the detail on the inside, it's like his skin. Yeah, he's, he's a genius with the shoes. Man. Dude, look at these. Chicago Reds. These are North Pole Chicago Reds. I like that. So the question, why don't you start a, 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 a sneaker blog, man? I didn't what? know you had any sneakers. Why, you should start a sneaker blog, a YouTube sneaker. Well, I, had, I have an Instagram account called Sneaker Maniac, but I didn't keep it up because it was going to uh, be like the next like complex thing in my mind. But yeah. I just didn't have the resources to keep it up. But dude, this all happened because in LA, when I was in LA, I had never owned a pair of J's in my life. And really? I dated, yeah, and my girl, um, my my ex girl, uh, I think you met her way back in the day, Sabrina. I don't know if you ever yeah, met her. Oh, yeah. But like way back in the day, we dated, and she got me my first pair of J's, and they were a pair of gray, just plain gray J's. And that was like, it was like giving, <laughs> like a drug dealer, giving like a little bit free. And then, <laughs> dude, that was it. Like, I just discovered this whole world and this whole culture, and like, Sneakers are like a whole thing, and you know they're they're kind of catching on in Toronto, but nothing yeah. like LA. Like when I was in LA, all oh, man, that was. Yeah, yeah. So that's I, the only reason I showed you that was because um, I don't have anywhere to wear them. Like okay. I haven't worn any of those in a year from the pandemic. So like, you know, that's why I bought them, right? To wear them and have fun with them, and like I can't, I can't even do that. So. You gotta do a photo shoot, bro. You should do a sneaker photo shoot. I they're on my Instagram. If anyone checks yeah. out my Instagram, there's like a couple photos from maybe like a year ago that yeah. I took in LA, just like me in front of them, like <laughs> that's about it. Man, so last question before we get out of here. Happy and married or happy and rich? Oh, happy and married, hundred percent. Easy, right? Yeah, no, that that's easy. Cause like I told you, I've I've been, you know, I've I've had money. And I've not had money, but I'll tell you right now, I'd much rather be happy without money. Um, and again, there's going to be people that are like, yeah, but like I'm struggling and like, trust me, trust me, man. Like listen to anyone that has money. Why do you think there's more depressed billionaires in the world than yeah. not? Like there's a reason for that. So, so what did you have going on? How, what can we, I know you on TikTok. I know you on Twitter, like yeah. YouTube. Can you just kind of just spaz it out and just let it out so people can see and, and hear yeah yeah honestly just check me out on youtube i'm on everything you can follow me on instagram if you want but i'm not here to promote anything you just you know i'm just grateful for the conversation but yeah. if you want to check me out just go to search matthew santoro on youtube watch yeah. some videos that's enough for me i'm on twitch every day that's a big thing i'm trying to trying to build up right now i've been on there for like six months to pass the time but it's a lot of fun do you do do you do any twitch no i don't twitch is like you just have people watching you do whatever you do right so it used to be just a game streaming service, but now it's everything. So you can do like just uh, just chatting is a big category, which okay. is literally what we're doing now. Um, people like IRL, like walking outside, like streaming outside. It's it's crazy, man. The community on there is my favorite community on anything I do online right now. They're so supportive and like it's just a lot of fun. 
and the reason I started it was to pass the time because I was going crazy in lockdown. Like I'm a single guy. I got my two cats here, but like, I can't talk to them. So, you know, I did it, did, did it just to have people to talk to. And I started streaming like eight hours a day just to pass the time. And now it's become like the community on there. So good, man. Like we support each other and we all know each other's names and like, dude, I'm telling you, you would kill on there, dude, especially like doing these talks. Yeah. Honestly, I think you're limiting your, I think you should actually jump from Instagram yeah. to Twitch or simultaneously do both because yeah. Instagram is a dying platform. It's definitely reached its peak. You know, yeah. when they replaced the uh, notification button with this, with the shop button, that's when I knew it was over. Cause now, now it's about sales. It's about the money. Yeah. yeah. And so, and honestly, and, and as you know, they destroyed organic reach, right? Like, yeah, everybody yeah. no one gets likes anymore like that's just the way it is right so um going live like you got 30 people in here that's a lot of people but i'm telling you man start going live on twitch people yeah i'm gonna check it out i'm gonna check it out maybe I'll, I can let's talk offline and yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you like you already got the lighting situation down as i see so like you already know the basics but yeah. uh, i'll give you some tips and trip tricks i've been doing it i've been doing it for six months now yeah. um and i've got like 9,100 followers right now which is pretty dope after yeah, six it. months, but watch, you watch, you remember this broadcast, 9,100 followers after six months, six months from now, I'll have like a million followers. Yeah, I believe it. Cause that's you, what happens. It's, it's all boom. Yeah. It all happens at once. And thank you for those books. Cause I got to go back and read the tipping point. <laughs> you know, it's a great book, but I need to reiterate it and read it again. And um, yep. thank you for your time. Have a beautiful weekend. Be safe, continue to evolve and grow. Progress equals happiness and uh, peace. Peace and love, my brother, and gratitude. Thank you once Thank again. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. I'll talk to you yeah. soon. Yeah. Peace. Matthew Santoro, follow him. He's amazing on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Guy's incredible. I mean, 6 million subscribers. <laughs> He's going to give me some advice on Twitch. Let's get it. I got to go. I got a busy day. You guys be great. This video will go up on my page. Check it out. Listen to it. Get some inspiration. Get some motivation. Get some information to change the situation. God know what he's talking about. We out. Peace, love, and gratitude.